Welcome everyone. This is the Penciled In Podcast, the show where two working artists and creators chat with guests. I'm Ingrid. And I'm Lindsay. We're going to be discussing so many interesting subjects with you guys. Art, sketch cards, collecting, publishing, tools, materials, all sorts. Perhaps we can finally understand why we all do this to ourselves. Hey everyone. This week we are chatting with Elaine Perna from Perna Studios, a trading card company consisting of two people who are both artists. Welcome, Elaine. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Ingrid? Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> Hi, Elaine. Um, I'm so excited to talk to Elaine today. Um, I'm really curious how you came up with the idea for Perna Studios and what originally set you down that track. And also tell us a bit about why that kind of artwork. Do you have a special love for fantasy art and illustrative stories? It's a it's a really um, kind of a boring story, but <laughs> um, at the time Tony was an incentive artist on a Rittenhouse card set, and it was the first time that he was getting back a bunch of artist proofs. So he was getting back, I think, ten artist proofs to sell. And because uh, usually it's like one or two. And uh, his his idea was to commission them all out and then pay off her credit card. But then I was like, you know, do you want to do that and then just have a few hundred extra dollars left over? Or how about the idea of let's let our credit card sit a little bit longer and maybe invest that money into a business? And he goes, well, what do you have you know, I was like, well, you know, there's other people doing independent card uh, sets because I think there were sad littles at the time. And I said, well, we know a lot of artists. Maybe we would be able to do a small card set and uh, we just have to figure out a good theme. And then we figured that mytholo- mythology was like public domain. It was known around the world. So we said, let's go with something like that. So that's how it all pretty much started. So we we continue to keep our debt in order to make a business. <laughs> and it worked out really well. I mean, we knew a lot of artists from the Scoundrel Forum. And so we we had, you know, I think our first, it was only 50 artists. So we had like 50 artists that helped us create this amazing set. And uh, it just started from there. And the other, the other hardest thing about the business was trying to come up with themes that were public domain that we didn't have to pay a license for. Um, but, you know, we just start coming up with like magic, let's do spellcasters. Um, I always love your themes. They're and, always in Halloween. I, I'm a huge fan of the hol- holiday Halloween. So I was like, let's do a Halloween set. <laughs> the themes you've picked have, like Lindsay said, they have all, they were always so much fun to work on and different from from doing the movies and TV and all that stuff. And yeah, it was it was really fun. Really challenging, but really fun. And it was it was something that Tony and I really loved. He loves the Norse mythology. I love the Egyptian and the Greek, especially Medusa. I'm like, everybody draw Medusa. I will buy them. <laughs> I had to track down a lot of cards in the aftermarket. <laughs> so you um, guys... please go ahead, Lindsay. Sorry, I was just going to say, you do around four sets a year, don't you? Uh, two sets a year. 
So usually we oh, do um, one for the spring and then a Halloween set. Right. Okay. okay. So I mean, that's, really well. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. How many sets have you done in total since you started now? Oh my goodness. Um, about a ballpark. I think about 17. I think we're on 17 right now. So you are very well established. You've got a solid footing in the uh, trading card, and 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 for for you for your company, what's what's kind of unique is that it's it's like oh it's solely based on art. Yeah. Uh, you're not using movie stills or anything. It's all based on art that that uh, you know the two of you have created a whole bunch of artists have created so it's really a these are all 17 creative sets that you have put out and it makes i find it makes perna studios really unique in in the trading card industry for that yeah our goal was to definitely um have original art um commissioned for the base cards the promo cards the sketch cards a lot of these ones from movie sets and comics they kind of not, they kind of like regurgitate art. They'll take an image from a comic and use it on like a, a card set or like a screen capture from a movie or something. But we wanted everything original. We wanted just to have every single image is something new that hasn't been seen yet. And uh, the, the artists do an amazing job. They do an amazing job. There are some amazing artists, isn't there? Um, Freddie Ian, he just blows me away every time. Crazy, crazy. His paintings are amazing too. I love Ingrid's paintings too. I only have one piece oh, of Ingrid. So <laughs> but what's cool is that the two of you also create art for your sets. That's that's another unusual thing. You have the company. You've created a, a, a really unique concept. Plus, you also create art for the set yourselves, including yourself, Elaine, which you, you don't always talk about, the fact that you are also an artist too. I, I, I love drawing, but I... I can't draw as much as I would like any longer because I have a couple of medical problems. So I have like ulcer ah, ulcerative colitis, which means I have like ulcers in my colon. So I, I can't sit for more than 20 minutes. So it makes oh, drawing hard. So. <laughs> so I used to draw in bed laying down, but then my arms couldn't support the weight of my time anymore. So I, I, I would love to draw a lot more, but I just... Uh, physically can't anymore but uh i do try to draw in every card set because i don't want to ask an artist to draw for the card set if i'm not willing to do it as well you know the same thing with tony we're not going to ask artists to do these things that we aren't willing to do so it's always you know you have to do the same thing as well and um it's it's really fun we enjoy it it's topics yeah, it's the artists as well doesn't it yeah, it is. I kind of go blind after a while. <laughs> I, I have to color. I I have to. Uh, I have to color with this now. Yeah, I have same a light-up magnifying same. glass that I hold. <laughs> well, I'm coloring markers with one hand. I have a light light-up magnifying glass in the other. I don't have <laughs> that magnifying glass, but I do have uh, I do have dollar store glasses to see really really close because I can't. I just can't see that small anymore. Yeah, sometimes they work too, the, the bifocals, because you can get the ones where they almost have like magnifying lenses. Makes me seasick when it's bifocals. I have to try all these tricks and get so many tricks. 
Tony has had to change his prescriptions on his glasses many times. Uh, drawing as long as he has, and he draws such tiny, detailed backgrounds. His eyesight's going as well. <laughs> so. so it's a common complaint that we're hearing. And now that we've done a few of these interviews and stuff, I think nearly everybody, well, except for people who don't do the drawing parts, but everybody who draws and sketch cards are all after a few years saying, you know, I can't quite see like I used to and all that totally. That's so true. it's, it's kind of like a job. Uh, how do you call it? Um, when you have a, a risk in a job, it's a, yeah. So that's one of those things for all those people who are listening and thinking, oh, I want to spend the rest of my life doing sketch cards. Maybe not. Yeah, down, down the line, they'll lose their eyesight. They might get arthritis in their hands from drawing all the time and everything too. Tony also has that as well. So <laughs> yeah, you wind up with a few medical problems. You might wind up with like a, a stiff bad back or at the very least gaining weight because you're sitting there drawing all day you're not walking or exercising or doing anything and and a hunchback yeah mm. <laughs> pretty much pretty much which i do all the time like after all the as well you know when you're leaning on the table oh, bruises. Mm. that's like the mouse thing for people who are on a computer all the time and they get yeah. those mouse they'll get like a like that kind of callus yeah. type thing yeah. yeah i used to get really really bad elbows when i had to draw my bed and i don't know i think tony had taken a photo of me drawing one time and i lay on my left side propped up by the one arm i had this little notebook and my little sketch card on a notebook markers everywhere on the bed <laughs> And then after a while, I just couldn't uh, keep the weight on my arm anymore. But Aww. that's really hard. It's just so, really tough for me to draw. <laughs> that was devastating. So what uh, what is the hardest part of what you do now? Because as you work as an artist, even though you have, I, I understand you have trouble, but working as an artist and also being part part of a team running a company what's the hardest mm. part of having all that in your in your basket that you have to do uh the hardest part is it's pretty much just juggling everything and timing um hiring artists it's always hard because sometimes you'll have artists that you know, usually jump on your sets, but they might also be working on a bunch of other car projects because there's a lot of car companies now. And, you know, hardest part might be, you know, pretty much hearing that kind of rejecting email, like, I'm sorry, I wish I can work on your set, but I can't. And, you know, and I, I fully understand because I can't jump on 20 sets a year or anything like that either. But uh, that that's really hard sometimes getting the amount of artists that we want so we can have a really nice quality set and a variety of styles. Um, sometimes sitting there for like weeks sorting through cards. So when we get all the, the base cards and the promo cards printed and they get sent to us, I got about 15,000 cards that I have to sort through one by one to make sure there's no ding corners there's no manufacturer defects on the front or back because sometimes you get press lines or indentations. And so I'll be sitting there for like a couple of weeks, just sorting cards, <laughs> just going through every single base card and chase card. And so it's, it's time consuming, but it's, it's worth it. it really is worth it. If you want to put out a perfect product without any 
you know, you want your customers to be happy, don't you? So, oh yeah, yeah. We there. don't want somebody saying they got a damaged card or something like that because we, to us, that's that's a bad quality product, and you know, then they would have you would have to get duplicates and spend any money to ship them out and everything. But if you can kind of nip the problem in the butt ahead of time, then you won't have those problems later. These are things I guess you learn as as you grow as a company, which you must have learned a lot in your first few sets. The first few sets was trial and error. I mean, we made some mistakes. Um, we didn't make enough of a product with such big demands. Um, when we first started off, we were letting people buy 40 sets and stuff like that, but we didn't know we were going to have as much as a demand for the product as we wanted to. So some people were really upset that they couldn't even buy two or three sets because somebody was buying a lot because we were selling the car dealers. So we had to come up with the idea of a minimum. So it depends on how many cards, if we're doing like 750 sets or 800, the minimum might be eight now. So I mean the maximum. So that's the maximum they can order is eight. Um, if we're doing close to a thousand uh, sets, we can let people buy 12, but we don't let people buy um, in mass quantities. I mean, I have somebody that wants to buy a hundred sets or 200. I'm like, we can't do that because a lot of other people will be very angry that they couldn't get in on the pre-sale. So we, uh, we have to try to, to make as many people happy as possible and try to put in as many orders as possible, not just selling them all to one or two dealers because we don't, we don't want them to, you know, mark up the prices and collectors are very angry that, they could have gotten a set for $35, but now somebody wants two or $300 for a certain car they were looking for. Has the pandemic affected your business at all? Uh, no, not really. Um, because when all the stores and everything were locked down, the internet, internet shopping got really busy. People just started buying online. They were like, well, if I can go to a store or a convention or mall or whatever to go shopping, people just started shopping online. <laughs> so we started getting more and more people. And I think that's when we started getting a lot of new orders from China in the last two years. I mean, we would start off with maybe three or four buyers and then they would tell their friends. And then we had like 12 buyers. And then this year we had over a hundred orders from China and we couldn't even I think we could only fulfill about 20 or 25 of them. We had never had to turn away 75 people before, but this year was, we got hit really hard with the orders and we had about 200 less sketch cards than we sent out as well. So those 200 sketch cards could have helped. I could have offered a lot of those people two or three sets each, but yeah. it's hard when you don't get the number of sketch cards back that you need. Is that, is working with artists a big problem? Um, not all the time. I mean, sometimes you might, you might send somebody 10 cards and, you know, give them a couple, you give them like anywhere from two to four months to do them. And they might just turn back two or three finished cards. And uh, um, I've sent people 20 sketch cards before they, because we always ask them if you can do 10, 15 or 20. And some people will say, sure, I'll do 20, but then they'll send you an email a week before the deadline saying, I can't do these. You know, something has come up um, in my life or another card project I'm working on. And, and when you lose 20 cards here and 10 cards here and five here, and it just adds up. And 
next thing you know, it's 200 cards, <laughs> which is a lot of customers that we can't fulfill orders for. So that's that's one of the tough things with the with the card business is um, just trying to. Well, if you're looking, for, how how should artists apply to you if if you're looking for new uh, new artists? Um, we always tell artists they can contact us on Facebook. We're always on Facebook. We have an email at pernastudios at gmail .com. People can always submit samples there as well. I mean, we're always looking for new artists. We're always you know, looking for something that catches our eye, a new style we haven't seen. And, and um, I mean, we get a lot of artists that apply and, and sometimes we've had to turn, turn away a few artists because their style wasn't quite what we wanted or maybe they had just started drawing in the industry and their art isn't as polished as it would be with a couple more years of, you know, experience drawing and so it's, it's tough when you have to turn down an artist and we do it as politely as we possibly can. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's always, there's always something in this industry that is gonna be a tough call, but <laughs> we just try to do it as fair as we can. How is it, how is it working as a team? Like it, it would surely be overwhelming to, to do this as either just Tony or just you. So it must be, uh, do, you, do you manage well to, to work as a team, to, to, as a company? Oh, yeah. I mean, Tony and I, we have to do this together. It's hard to do a card set just by yourself. So usually I handle, I handle hiring most of the artists, even though I sign all the emails, Tony Perna. <laughs> it's pretty much me. I, I send them all out. Um, I put up all the showcases. Uh, Tony puts together all the images for printed art because I'm not good with Photoshop. He puts together all the showcase images for me. I scan um, the images, I'll put them in a folder. I'll say, okay, there's three sketch cards by Lindsey Grayling in this folder. Tony, can you put them in a showcase for me? And he'll put them on the showcase and then I upload them up to our websites. And uh, um, usually I handle the pre-sales as well because I know the people that buy from us usually. And um, and I kind of know where, you know, there's certain people or certain card dealers that I have to contact ahead of time and tell them, don't forget our pre-sales this day. Um, so they don't, you know, forget because then later they'll, we usually sell out pretty instantly and uh, they'll be very upset. Like, oh, I didn't know your card sets were on sale today. So I have to like email like a good 50 people ahead of time and tell them, don't forget our pre-sales this day you know, get your emails in right away because <laughs> we actually go by the, the email time. So at one o'clock, we usually have our pre-sales and I've screen captured a few times, like all the emails say one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock. And if somebody's email comes in at 101, we have to take all the one o'clocks first. So if somebody's email comes in one minute late, they may be on a waiting list. They may not get in, or I may have to allocate the orders. If they want eight sets, I might have to say all the spots for eight sets are gone. We can offer you four. And uh, so. Do you, do you Is your plan to stay small or are you going to like expand? We would love to expand, but the hardest part is getting 
more quality sketch cards. If we, I mean, I know a lot of companies and I'm not going to talk bad or anything, but they might hire as many artists as they possibly can to fill in the numbers of how many sets they could sell. But I don't want somebody saying, well, you know, I pulled this artist and, and I only got $10 for the sketch card on eBay. And, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to have to hire quantity over quality. So we would love to expand, but it's only if we can, we can continue to have high quality and it, it's, it's difficult sometimes. I mean, it's really difficult. Well, of sketch cards to printed cards that you'd have in a pack then? Um, how many will we have? One from you, how many sketch cards do they get with that one set? So usually with a one set, we usually sell it in two different formats. We'll sell it as packs. So we'll do, um, if we're doing a thousand card sets, we'll do like 750 or 800 packs. And then a pack, they'll get five of the 20 base cards. Usually it's 20 base cards. And they'll get a sketch card guaranteed and they'll get one of the chase cards. Usually it's, um, recently it's the pearl finish chase cards or it used to be the frosted clear chase cards or spot foil chase cards. So they'll get five base cards, a chase card and a sketch card guaranteed. But there's also chances of pulling um, metal chase cards, metal sketch cards, you know, and uh, there's always, we used to do redemption cards as well for like, like a very limited edition metal card where it's only like 20 make, you know, which is pretty good. People would just mail that into us and then we would just ship them, <laughs> ship them uh, whatever item was for that redemption card. What's your favorite um, extra? I'm sorry. What's your favorite? My favorite like, extra. I, yeah. I really love the metal sketch cards because yeah. you're getting an extra sketch on top of a regular sketch. So you're getting two pieces of art. Um, the, the backing is really cool because, you know, they're shiny. They last forever. Um, I really do love the metal sketch cards, but I also really liked the frosted clear cards because when you put them on a sheet of white paper, the colors just really, really popped. But, um, but it's just, it's hard to tell because I kind of like them all, the spot foils, everything. <laughs> it's hard to say, but the metal sketch cards I love. Is that your, you know, the spot foils? Um, I think you sent me some cards, cards and there were some limited ones in there with the, with the metallic print. Yes. Is that the spot foil cards? Yeah, those were the spot foil cards. Like, um, so lovely. an artist would send us the base art and Tony because Tony's job is to, is to put together all the printed cards. He would have to actually go in with like a lasso tool and highlight the areas that he would want it to be foil. And uh, when you send it to the company, so this way, some of the card is printed normal, but then certain sections are like a metallic foil. And so they would really pop. And, and uh, it was a nice effect. We really enjoyed those ones too. But they were hard because they used to take Tony about a day to do each one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who designs the backs of your cards? Because they're always really pretty, aren't they? Yeah, to Tony Tony handles all the designs of all the cards for printing. <laughs> so that's him. That's him just sitting there for days on Photoshop, starting off with a blank screen and then just finding what kind of templates do we want for the backgrounds. Um, for the mythology sets, we really like the parchment color because it kind of 
you know, goes along with the mythology theme or that or like stone or something like that. Um, for spellcasters, he decided to make the back of the base cards look like the front of a book. So you have the book, you have the spine. Um, I think he added the metal, like a metal locks onto them to make it actually kind of look like a spell book. So that's all Tony <laughs> coming up with all these ideas for uh, the backs of the cards. That was a question I wanted to ask. Do you ever, do you guys ever lack for ideas or do you have a whole list of ideas that you want to go through or we, we are you just expanding what you have? We do start lacking sometimes. We'll kind of almost be like, well, you know, if we can't figure out what to do again, my, my, uh, my answer to everything is parchment. Just make it parchment. <laughs> and Tony's like, no, I want it to be a little fancier. I want to put this cool looking eye here or these symbols or, so Tony will start drawing symbols and he'll do like black silhouette symbols and he'll scan them and then he'll start adding them into the back of the car to like fade them out or add them here or add them there. So me, I'm not really creative with that. My whole idea is just like parchment. And so he's like, no, I want something fancier. So uh, he's very creative. Me, not so much in that aspect. So, so yeah, when I run out of ideas, I just say parchment and he uh he says no i'm gonna think of something so <laughs> do you have any plans for the future um that you can talk about we we do um i don't know how much i can say right now but uh but sure. we're working with another artist teaming up with another artist this year um were he had an amazing idea for a trading card set and he's a very well-known artist he's been in the industry probably about 20 years drawing sketch cards so we're kind of you know helping him out with his first set but we're also going to make it it's a collaboration between perna studios and another company um i think Lindsay knows about it because she is on the set <laughs> i think she's on the set hold on hold on i have to look at my list Lindsay's looking a little clueless right now for those yeah. who are on the set. I'm looking at it right now. I've sketched, some, I've sketched them out already. I'm just getting around to starting to colour. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, but we're trying to we're trying to branch out. We're trying to uh, come up with new ideas, and sometimes working with another artist and doing collaboration sets is sometimes it's amazing. Like you come up with such really really cool ideas, and it's is it the first time you would collaborate? Doing. I'm sorry. Is it the first time that you're going to collaborate? Uh, yes, with another with another artist on a card set. Yeah, it is our first time collaborating. Um, so it'll be a new experience, and uh, you'll see if you like it, uh, how it goes. And and, I can't uh, wait to see this. And next year, because um, this is our tenth year anniversary per, for Perna Studios. Nice. So, but we decided to yeah. That's why we're working with another card. Uh, uh, another card artist, another company. We kind of want to do something different this year, but also Tony is going to take some time off next year from doing, uh, from working on other card sets like uh, upper deck sets or other independent sets because he finally wants to do his Project M comic. And he's, he, he introduced his characters several years ago on the... Uh, Seven Revelation set by uh, Sketchlords. 
and everybody's been asking him, when are you going to, you know, do a comic, do something more with your, your characters. And, and he wanted to, but doing all these card sets every year and working for other card companies does not leave any time. So this year he's going to take a few months off. He's going to pencil and ink his uh, comic. We are hoping to have a Kickstarter for it where, we'll, where we will have um, different tiers, like he'll have hand-drawn sketch cards with them, um, maybe some metal cards. Uh, we were hoping to eventually do a Project M card set based on his characters. That would be awesome. So that might be something we might do next year. It might be like a, a mini release. We might only do around 500 sets, which is pretty much half of what we normally do. So just to kind of test it out and everything. But uh, it all depends on when Tony can get the first comic out so people can be introduced to these characters a bit more and then we can hopefully work on a card set for his characters as well. That sounds fabulous. Actually. There's a lot in store for the next couple of years for us. <laughs> and when is your card set about rocks going to come out? Oh. <laughs> I would love to have a card set based on rocks or turtles, but I think it would just Make be really boring for everybody else. Little, little rock characters for every different kind of rock. I know, I, I, would, I would love that because there's like hundreds of different kind of rocks. We can have like a little character for like Zebra Jasper or a little character for Ruby or, but, uh, but yeah, it might be too boring for people. They may not be interested. That's right. For those who are listening who, who are not aware, Elaine has one of the most extensive rock collections probably in the known universe <laughs> not not that many but yeah i probably have a couple thousand rocks and crystals <laughs> and if you want to see rocks as characters leave a comment and ignore tony <laughs> <laughs> well i actually like Lindsay's idea of rock characters for different kind of stones i actually really like it of course you do Maybe it's something that me and Lindsay can kind of collaborate on. Sounds like a plan, you know. Show you the collab I'm doing with one of my friends. Bear with me. She makes dolls. So I'm doing art of her dolls. Oh my goodness, that's so cute. Dolls of my art. <laughs> well, you can have... You could have the sketch cards of the characters of rocks, and you can have like you know three D three D versions of the ideas already. Why are we still talking about this? Because we're kind of like planning. Maybe it might be something the three of they've all got three personalities together. Elaine knows all about the rocks and the different things that they mean and this and that and yeah. All the gems, they all have historical meanings and mythological uses and stuff like that. It could be a whole thing. But that's very true, too. And then I, I actually have tons of tiny, tiny, like, faceted stones. And maybe we could even, like, glue a stone on each card, like a real gemstone. That would be awesome. This <laughs> oh. is getting out of hand. No, it's not getting out of hand. It's good. <laughs> This sounds like something that could actually work. I think so too. And Tony, Tony totally disapproves of it. Stop. Not to have a full of ideas. We can't help it. 
Okay, well, this will the episode oh. where a whole new concept of sketch cards has been <laughs> created. Well, many well, years. I'm retiring. Many, many years ago, before Upper Deck did um, those cards with the diamonds in them, because they're the the cards they have for like marble gems with the diamonds embedded in them. They're actually fabricated diamonds. So many many years ago, I had sent Sunny Alcorn Hender some real faceted rubies and opals and other gemstones. And I said, you always gluing crystals on your cards, glue these real gemstones on your card and, and on an AP or something like that and uh, put it up for sale. You, you would have real gemstones on your card. I vaguely remember that. I don't, I don't remember how it went, but I do remember her posting the images of that. I mean, it was just stunning. stunning. Can you imagine like a thing? cardstock like masterworks with a little square cut out with your gemstone in and then your artwork oh yeah it's a great idea <laughs> yeah tony <Boo. laughs> the famous tony perna boo <laughs> well <clears throat> oh, it makes me chuckle <laughs> well you've you've got a whole bunch of new ideas now <laughs> i know right <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, first I didn't have any. No, us ladies should get together more often. So what do you think? (laughs) Continuing on that particular vein, what do you think the future of sketch cards could be besides gemstones? Do you think there is a future? I think there is a future. There's always something new that a company, um, you know, comes out with to keep you know, the sketch card industry really fresh, like Achilles Kokonakis, he has those wooden sketch cards. They are amazing. And, and, and they're, they're really, really good looking. I, I have a couple. Um, I've never painted any of them yet, but I do have a couple in my collection that um, either I bought from a friend or a friend sent me as a gift, um, or I pulled from a pack myself because I used to buy Achilles set, but I missed out on his last pre-sale. <laughs> Oh, I forgot go. what day it was on sale, and I totally missed out. Well, don't they? They're they're gone straight away as well. Yeah, they they uh they're doing really well. Their sets are beautiful as well. I I told Tony I was like, I think we had some serious competition. <laughs> it was the first time I had ever seen um, engraved wood. And then not only had I, and not, a, well, I had painted on wood before tops did have some wooden cards at one point. Um, so it was similar to that, but then he also has the, the box toppers that are really big. Yeah. Yeah. They those are really are big beautiful. and, and, and engraving on that. I don't know how they do it, but it's like, it, I have no idea where they get those made too. I'm like, kind of like a little jealous, like these are amazing. <laughs> no, they really are nice. It takes a bit of practice for me, I'm only speaking personally, I don't know what it's like for others, but for me personally, I do find it a bit of a challenge to adapt a little bit to the wood because the wood is really thirsty. Even though there is gesso on it, you kind of have to put a little extra on it. Yeah. But once you get used to it, it's fabulous. It's like it's like actually painting on real painting stuff. You know, it's it's very cool. I have such a hard time with them. I'm, I'm not a painter at all. And, and because I'm trying to do it, like as fast as I'll do, you know, markers and pencil crane. And then I get frustrated and then I mess it up and then I paint over it and then I do it again. I'm just not having a good time with paint at all. If I'm going to do paint, I need lots of time 
to sit and you know there's no there's no rushing with me and paint or getting a good result if I do it anything other than really slow. <laughs> I, I wish I knew how to paint. I can only use markers and color pencils. I've never but I tried a, a few times also. watercolor, but to me I thought it came out looking really bad. So I kind of gave up, you know. I, <laughs> I mean I know have, if I would have practiced, maybe I would have gotten better, but you know, I, I still of, have a card you did of uh, for me of uh, Stewie. Oh yeah. I still I have that. It. It's family on my God. wall. It's one of our favorite characters from uh, from Family, family Guy. You, you do you do gorgeous work. You do beautiful work. Yeah, that those were so fun to do. But then um <laughs> that's before I started doing card sets. So while Tony was doing card sets, I was just doing fun little commissions on the side. But then once I started doing card sets and the Perna Studios card sets, I did not have time anymore for fun projects. <laughs> no. Do you find it more complicated to work as an artist on a set or to actually um, be part of a company and run the company? I mean, it sounds like a silly question, but really, which do you find more complicated? I think more complicated is running the company because usually when you're working on a card set, they already give you a theme. Um, if you're working on like a comic book card set, there's already um, established looks of characters. You don't have to come up with you know, what a character looks like, you know, so those are pretty much easier for me. Um, but running a company is, is much tougher. There's always, there's always things that happen that you don't expect, um, whether it being extra costs of products being a bit higher than you, uh, than you wanted, or um, not getting the artists that you really want you want a certain look for something uh because you know sometimes we love to hire sunny because she has this gorgeous kind of classical painted looks and and stuff that you would just kind of see in like museums <laughs> so we we like um would love to try to get her for certain sets like fairy tales her art was just her style is amazing for fairy tales but then like say there's a halloween set now we want somebody that can do something more a little bit scary and creepy so we'll go with like chris meeks or someone or someone that's known for it if you if you are producing a card set and it's based on more cute characters you would love somebody like lindsey grayling or katie cook or it depends on what kind of theme you have as what kind of type artist that you envision doing art for a specific card or a theme and so it's, it gets really difficult producing the card sets because you're always in constant thought of what to do, how you want to do something, how you want to go about doing it. And then unfortunately, if you don't get the artist that you want on a set, then you're like, kind of like freaking out a little bit, like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> what do, I do? So uh, it's, it's a bit more nerve wracking producing a card company. Um, right now, our big problem for this set is the plastic hinge card boxes. Um, they are made in China and they have been backordered for the last six months. We can't find anyone here in Canada selling them. And thank God we had collectors and card dealers um, from the US that helped us. They helped us find cases and, and they helped ship them up for us. If it wasn't for them, we would not have had card cases to put you know the sketch cards or anything and we don't want to put them in 
paper boxes because they can get dinged in shipping. And we don't want somebody saying, I have a damaged sketch card because my box got crushed in on the side from, you know, being handled roughly by a postal worker, you know, so. Uh, we these are all the little, these are all the little details that people who, who are not maybe part of the job itself wouldn't, wouldn't think of. It's like a box of what to put your cards in. It, it can be really, like you said, it can be really, really difficult to find. Uh, just so you, your materials. Go ahead. So you have your um, your plastic box. Do you also manufacture, say, like um, a box that that goes in, like with your logo and all that? Is it all? We had looked into that because. Um, People were like, oh, why don't you guys do card boxes where you can have the foil packs and have them inside of a card box? But the price of printing those, I mean, basically we would have to up the price of a box by 10 or $20. Just because if somebody wants foil packs, then you have to put in duplicate base cards. So you're, instead of having a 20 base card set and if somebody wants packs and they want a box and you get like five card versus 20 packs that's like a hundred cards extra going in so it's going to be a ton of duplicate base cards a ton of you may have to print more base cards so instead of having a 20 base card set you might have to do a 40 base card set then you got to pay to get 20 more pieces of art commissioned but from artists you have to pay to have them printed you have to pay to get the foil packs as the fancy boxes Next thing you know, instead of having a $35 product, we have a $55, $60 product. And a lot of collectors that don't have a lot of extra spending money are not going to like that price increase. So, and, and dealers aren't going to like it because they're, they're not going to be able to make as much extra money as they did when it was a $35 set. So we- They seem happy enough without it anyway, don't they? <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's not like you sat with ones left over to sell. They're all gone in the first minute. So if it's not broke, why fix it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just to print a whole bunch of extra base cards and have a fancy box sometimes isn't worth the price that you would have to pay extra for and you would have to pass off to the consumer. So basically... <laughs> You're saying, okay, I'm sorry, our products aren't 35 bucks anymore, $60. I'm like, what? Did you ever imagine, I'm sorry, did you ever imagine when you started the company that it would become as successful as it is? I mean, you must have been a little bit worried, you know, it's a risk, but you've, you've ended up really establishing a firm position in the industry. It, it was a huge risk and... And I had convinced Tony to spend all his money from his artist proofs to produce the first card set. Um, and we weren't sure. I mean, we thought maybe it was something that we would just do a set every couple of years, you know, maybe something fun. But as we started getting more and more people asking about it, saying, oh, I didn't know you had a mythology set. You know, this is like months later, I would have bought 10 sets. And then we're thinking, okay, maybe we'll do one card set a year. And uh, instead of doing one every couple of years, and then it just started from there. And then the demand started getting higher. People were like, well, we want more themes. Why don't you do two sets a year? So then we started doing two sets a year. <laughs> and I, I think, love how it's progressed naturally. And, and this year, three sets this year. So this is, this is the big um, 
this is a, a big goal for me because usually when I do the card sets, I get very stressed out the last couple of months between putting them together, worrying about, it'll be like the day before the deadline for sketch cards. And I haven't heard from some artists and I'm like, okay. So I start getting so nervous. Um, that I have to start swearing through all the cards that come in and putting together stuff. And, and I get really stressed out for like two months during each card set that I don't think I could handle more than two or three a year. <laughs> so. so if you, when it comes to you, a lot of the problem or some of the problem seems to be that you have difficulty finding artists that would fit into the themes of your sets. So if artists wanted to contact you and send you samples, what would you suggest that they do? And what would you suggest that they don't do? Um, well, what we, we would love to see is if somebody sends us in some kind of uh, samples based on fantasy art, because most of our card sets are based on fantasy or you know mythology, magic, or Halloween and stuff like that. So we would love to see what they would do with one of those type of themes. Um, what we don't like doing is, what we don't like is when somebody says, well, I've worked on, you know, this card, I've, I've worked on this card set or this card set, but then when they show you samples, it's something completely unrelated to what you do. So you're not sure if their art style will be good on your theme, or they'll send you drawings of larger pieces of art they've done. And it's like, well, that's great. That's an eight by 10 or 11 by 17. But what can you do on a small card? Because somebody that draws big might have a very hard time trans transitioning to, to small. So they might just be doing headshots. And it's like, well, you know, sometimes headshots are, can be, can be nice if they're done really, really, you know, well, beautiful headshots. But, but then sometimes you might just get an artist that you know, hate to say it, but they might do like a five minute drawing of a headshot, like a quick outline of a head, very lightly colored and we, we or like a silhouette or something. And that's not something that we want. So we want to see what they can do on an actual two and a half by three and a half inches, you know, sketch card and not larger pieces of art. Okay. Um, I remember what I did for a to try and get on a base card for a studio because I were adamant I wanted I wanted to be on one of them. So so I spent a couple of days drawing and then I sent a, I sent you a five by seven, didn't I? So this is what I can do five by seven, and she's like, yeah, I'll send you an invite. I was like, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that you're willing, and ready to work, and that you're enthusiastic about it, don't you? I I do. I I I love seeing I love seeing new art and. Uh... And especially um, when it's it's artists that I'm a fan of, like I'm a fan of Lindsay's art. You know, I always try to get a commission from her. I'm a fan of Ingrid's art. I, there's so many people I collect. I love Andre Toma, Amy Clark. So when they're sending me images and it's new images and it's for our sets, I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. I wish I could keep that. And, and the hardest part for me is having a thousand sketch cards in hand. And I want to keep like 200 of them, <laughs> but I can't, I have to insert them all because if I don't insert them all, then, then it's not good for a business. Businesses shouldn't really be keeping product. If, you know, if I want something so bad, I will commission it from that artist. <laughs> I'm like, well, I loved how you drew this sketch card. Can I please commission an artist proof that of something similar? Yeah. Um, so 
yeah, I, I, I want to keep everything. <laughs> as a creator, as two creators, um, you, I, I would imagine it's pretty much full time for the two of you being creatives now. Do you think you could ever go back to like, quote unquote, a normal job now? Or has working in the creative industry kind of spoiled you for that? We, we're, we're kind of spoiled a little bit. Tony just said, hell no. <laughs> he used to work at like Walmart as a, a stop person. He's like, nope, this is what I want to do. And it's what he went to college for. He went to college for three years for art. He went to Sheridan Art College. And they teach you everything from drawing fonts to drawing realism, everything. I mean, you there's a project for everything. I'm like drawing fonts. They're like, yeah, I have to draw these fonts exact as, you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of glad I didn't go through all that because I probably would fail half of it. But <laughs> But you're still, you still draw and paint and all the draw and sketch and, and, and all that stuff. And what you do as, as a company is still creative. So even for you, Elaine, do you think you would have it difficult to go to again, a quote unquote regular job? Um, I would, but also for the first five years running Perna Studios, I worked at a post office. So I worked a day job. I had to come home. And it's an Italian household, so I had to clean and, and take care of everything. This is the messiest room, but every other room is very clean. Right. <laughs> um, and then I have to run the business, so I have to hire artists, contact artists. And then I also had to draw as well. So basically, it's like four jobs. And after a few years, I got so run down. I was like, I can't do four jobs anymore. It's, it's really difficult. So uh, unfortunately, I had to leave the post office because it was just too much work. I mean, running a business and then doing commissions and then being a wife in an Italian household is enough. Do you like being part of a business? Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. I could not see not working in the trading card industry anymore. I mean... If we wind up getting a little burnt out or something, maybe we just might go down to doing one card set a year, but I could never see completely leaving it. We, we love it. Tony loves working on the Marvel sets. He's been a Marvel uh, collector for years. He loves the X-Men. I mean, he has a few thousand comic books. Um, so he just loves working on these sets. I mean, half the time he doesn't even look at reference of what a character looks like anymore because he knows what their costumes look like. So if you ask him to draw Wolverine, he does not have to look at what a picture of Wolverine looks like because he knows exactly what his costume looks like. So um, so yeah, he loves doing it. And, and I love doing the fantasy stuff too because I love mythology. And I love, uh, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I don't think I'll ever stop doing Halloween. So, I mean, I think people will get sick after our 12th Halloween set, but you know. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. It seems to be pretty popular. <laughs> I, I love Halloween. I, I don't think I could give that up. So, Do you see your company evolving differently in the future? Like um, the, maybe not expanding, but... Uh, maybe including something different that's creative in it, or I don't really know what I'm asking, but do you see yourselves I, evolving? I think that we will wind up evolving eventually. Um, that's kind of what we're hoping um, with this collaboration we're doing with another artist. We're hoping that it kind of like evolves. Um, uh, 
this other artist, the theme for the, his set, I believe that he wants to put together a game or something with these characters. So that actually will probably evolve in, into, you know, something like that for him as well. Um, but for us, I mean, I think that we're going to try to mix comics with sketch cards in the future, especially when Tony does his Project M. So, because uh, when we do the Kickstarter, we're going to have chances of uh, getting sketch cards. So, you know, if somebody orders the comic for $20, that's a regular tier. If they order a comic, like a $30 tier, it might come with a, a metal card. Um, you know, you'll have your tiers like $50 and you'll have like the $100 tier, which, you, you know, comes with like a, a sketch card by Tony Perna or... Or you may wind up hiring some artists, like just a few, you know, for, for tiers like that. This way, you know, somebody gets something more. So we're hoping to kind of mix comics with with cards in the future. So okay. I, don't, I don't know what else we're yeah, <laughs> what what else that we're gonna be doing, but um I'm sure we'll come up with ideas <laughs> as time goes by. But some rocks, isn't there? I know. I really like that idea of a cute Ooh. character rock set. <laughs> I'm going to have to get together with you ladies again and talk about this. <laughs> I'm going to have to sketch out some really cute little rock characters. They'd just be adorable, I think. We, we just got scans of Mike Hardigan's cards for our Elementals 2 card set. And he did the cutest little rock characters and and i told him i was like they're my favorite ones i love them i might have to try to find that back in the aftermarket or commission an ap <laughs> <laughs> but i could absolutely see a card set like that if um you there's know. so many people who are like you that collect rocks and precious gems as well and they it could be a super limited card set maybe just 250 just to test the waters That's you too know much. <laughs> And I've got a friend who 3D models, so he can make 3D models of the little characters and stuff. Oh my goodness! I can do if if it's simple enough. It's just really quick to 3D model, you know. Oh, that you would know. be awesome! Tony, Why do you hate me? Can you, can you imagine <laughs> some Project M character action figures? That yes, not rocks. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll slowly wind this down. Um, Elaine, is there anything you'd like to say to uh, you know anybody who's maybe thinking of uh, getting into the creative industry on their own? Do you have any advice, or is there anything you'd like to say in general that we haven't touched? Anything that you wish you knew? Yeah. Um, I would just I would just tell people that want to get into this industry, draw, submit samples to as many companies as possible, um, especially if, if you know a company is doing a theme that you love. Um, draw, send them samples, you know, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be offended by rejection um, because there's been artists that we have rejected the first time they sent us samples. And then the year after sent us new samples and their style was so different and it was awesome. And so we hired them. So. You might get rejected the first time, but keep keep Try with it again. because you'll you'll definitely get in. I mean, there's so many car companies now, and there's so many new opportunities to work for for people and manufacturers that I would tell them don't give up, just keep doing it, and yeah, you'll 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 get in, you'll get there. <laughs> Lindsay, do you have any questions? 
Um, no, I think that's everything. I think we've covered everything pretty pretty well. My yeah. curiosity is satisfied for now. <laughs> we'll have more. Uh, we'd love to have you back, Elaine, and see how it's going with all of that. Can you can you tell us where people can find you and your company? Well, you when I say you, you or and Tony and the company. We have, we have a DeviantArt website, um, so deviantart.com slash Perna Studios. We're on Facebook as well. We have a Facebook like page and a Facebook group. So people can just go to Facebook and search Perna Studios. You'll find us. Um, they can contact us by email at pernastudios at gmail.com. There's, you can find us on Instagram. We're everywhere. <laughs> okay, that's great. This has been amazing. It has been super fun. And I can't wait to see the rock set that you guys are going to put out. <laughs> Oh, Ingrid, I may be contacting you about it. <laughs> I think Lindsay is the genius behind that one. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to need some base card art and stuff. So, oh, I'm here. <laughs> then Ingrid could paint them in, in that wonderful way that she paints. <laughs> she could do well, her wonderful, like, her scenic backgrounds, and you have these little rock characters in the back. <laughs> Oh. I would I would love to do movie rocks or killer rocks uh, stuff like that. That I would. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank you, Elaine. I'd like to thank you so very much for sharing your time and and all your knowledge, and Tony as well for all his boo comments. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's been so much fun, Elaine. Thank you. It's been lovely to meet you finally. It, it was great talking to you. And like I said, we should get together more often. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely on board let, with Let that. the crazy ideas just run around. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you again. Bye, Lane. Enjoy Bye -bye. collecting. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please leave a review wherever you listen. This helps people find us. All links to guests or sites mentioned will be in the show notes. You can find Lindsay on Facebook at Lindsay Grayling Sketch Cards or search for Cartoon Cosplay. You can find me at IngridKVHardy.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ingrid.kv.hardy. This podcast is independently funded, meaning the costs come from our pockets. If you'd like to help with even just a couple of dollars, become a patron at patreon.com slash ingridhardy. Music and audio editing for this podcast is done by Victor Besset. If you have any feedback on today's episode or want to suggest a question of the week, email us at thepenciledpodcast at gmail.com, tweet us at inpenciled on Twitter, or on Instagram where we are at thepenciledpodcast. We'd love to hear from you.